0: Time again for Buddy Martin. Call him up and tell him what you're thinking. But be kind because he's doing the best he can. Better. Stronger. Faster.
1: Mama says that alligators are owner because they got all them teeth, but no toothbrush. Hey! What if the voice calls while you're gone? Take a message. <laughs> Bye!
2: I'm ready for this my whole
1: life.
3: I'm incapable of small. (laughs) But that's why you love me, right?
2: It's fascinating to be in the presence of so many great athletes.
0: Morning. Welcome to Martin and Martin in the morning. Buddy Martin here from Studio 12. All the way across the to Brendan Martin at studio fifteen, three, I don't know. <clears throat>
1: Why are you making fun of my studio?
0: Not making fun of them, just like give it a name, a number, or something.
1: It's not cool. You don't have to be like that. Making fun of my
0: yeah. studio. Yeah, I like love it. Uh Today on the program, special treat for folks. Brendan, we've got James Bates, football player, broadcaster, artist these days, and doing some terrific work. If everything works with technology, and that's where you're the guru of that, we're going to take you for a little mini tour of his studio in Gainesville
1: I'm not sure about all that, but yeah. But
0: well, what should I call you?
1: No, you you like to dish out these names, like the czar and all these... By the way,
0: things. Dilly Dilly to you this morning. Dilly Dilly.
1: Sorry if everyone, if Buddy's on a little bit of a delay. It looks like you're on me. Um I'll try to fix that here in a second.
0: All right. We'll work on that.
1: We'll work on that. So, yeah, Dilly Dilly to you. You uh, have a good uh, time up there at World of Beer. You guys always... I
0: did. It was a good show. I liked it. Yeah, I was... Uh, that was a that was a good uh, session. Brady's always good. He's feisty, you know. He's feisty. He yaps a little bit every now and then. I got to every now and then give him the back of my hand, you know, being the senior member of this team keep him in check. So that's my responsibility to do that, and I have to do keep him in. Now, coming up in just a minute, Zach Albert Verdi. Uh, actually, Zach is um, uh, Zach Zach. there, he's a young, he's an old head for a young guy. He does a great job at uh, SEC country and he stays up with recruiting. He covers several sports of the Gainesville Sun and he's going to Skype in here in about five minutes. A subject I want to talk about this morning, and I don't know how well versed I am to talk about it, but I think it's important that we give kudos to one of the greats of the Southeastern Conference and in all college football. Uh, People don't realize what Mike Slive did to bring this conference to the top in all of college football. I mean, he really, SEC became dominant whenever he was uh, under his watch as commissioner from 2006, 2012, and uh, six consecutive national titles with Alabama, Auburn, Florida, LSU. So we're going to talk a little bit about Mike Slive. I had a chance, Brendan, to visit with him briefly about three years ago in Birmingham. We we're drinking lots of coffee. And uh, I would drink coffee and run to the bathroom about every hour there, and then it seemed like Mike Slav and I were on the same biological schedule because we wound up at the urinal there in the small bathroom there in the hotel almost you know almost every other time four or five times a day. And I've got to know him over the, in the urinal. What a pleasant man! And we didn't talk that much about the talked about life, talked about just the day. And I noticed that that particular day he went up and down Radio Row. He worked at Radio Row like a maestro. He, every time I looked up, he was on a different station. You know, Brendan, we broadcast broadcasted him there several times. Yeah. There's probably, what, 30, 30 stations at least there, maybe more?
1: Maybe Probably more than that. Probably 30 stations <laughs> on each side, possibly.
0: Really? that means, So 50. I, I guarantee you, Mike Slide worked 25 of them. And he was all selling SEC. SEC. Amazing. Um, I think when you were there, it might have been Commissioner Kramer. But uh, but anyway, the bottom line is is that he in that I noticed that he was I made a note to myself he is really making an effort to push this thing through the final pieces of the legislation and what have you to make sure everything works. And I think now he knew he he knew he was already ill. He didn't know he was ill. Uh, so I just take off my hat. By the way, if I could, well I will. i will to him My hat, Mike Slive. Who did who, who who without Mike Slive to to push through what Bernie Kramer, what, um, excuse me, what Kramer, uh, started, um, then, uh, the SEC wouldn't be what it is. So, uh, congratulations to, for his work, RIP, Mike Slive. Uh, he came in 2004 after Auburn went undefeated, but he watched USC and Oklahoma play for the first title game that year. After that slide was at the forefront and, uh, uh they helped launch the SEC network, which by the way, that wasn't a piece of cake. Now it's sixty-five million homes, which uh AESPN called the most successful cable launch in history. Uh so uh, and one year after that SEC network had a market value of four point seven seven billion dollars. Unbelievable. This is what Mike Slide did, okay? People don't realize you know, uh, the year before the SEC distributed ninety-five Ninety-six million dollars in revenue to twelve teams. The fourteen schools shared four hundred and fifty-five point eight million after his final year. So you talk about a track record. This guy really had one. Amazing things he did. So uh, sorry to hear about his death.
1: Yeah, R.I.P. He said you you said he knew he was sick.
0: Well, yeah, he he'd already been in the hospital before, and I don't want to. I can't remember, but I think it might have been might have been prostate cancer, I think. I think that's it. He went under uh, treatment, and it didn't stop him coming back.
1: I had a tweet about him last night, said he he traveled around to three, three SEC teams or three SEC games in one day with them in a private plane, and they shared something in their prostate cancer or something.
0: Yeah, so that seems to be automatic, and I just know he was not looking a hundred percent. But but we'll just, it just, you know, the, it's like the time those little private moments, like you when you got on the elevator with Nick Saban that day when you first started. Remember, yeah. you got, went up there, just that little that little little tw- little two minute episode. Those are the snapshots you take away. You know, you remember things like that.
1: Well, the things that you, the, the what are the, the intangibles, the things you can't take with you. That yeah. You can't. I mean, you wish you could show everything in your whole experience when you're going through something like that, and you walk around with, you know, seeing so and so in a urinal or seeing so and so in, in, a in a, in a, in a, a human moment, uh, <laughs> and, and, you know, and, and you realize you're all kind of part of the show, um, which is always an interesting perspective.
0: Exactly. Well said. I think you're right. And that that and that's funny the things you remember about a person, all these things that he did. Amazing things that he did. Yeah, what I remember, a conversation at a urinal. Nick Saban in the news again by the way today because Scott Frost called him out for his comments when he, when Saban talked about made up titles. Scott Frost who had been kind of sort of on the ropes on this UCF claiming it, you know. And now he's coming back and defending his team and telling Saban. Uh, I haven't read the whole story yet, but took a shot back at Nick Saban. So, uh, interesting enough, we'll talk a little about that today, but Zach will help as well. So, I'm hearing myself here. Um, okay, so um, so that's what's going on. Uh, otherwise, a good day yesterday. One of the cool things that happened was we had our friends, Nat Blaylock, show up. Nat was there, and Nat is going to be a volunteer maestro for all the, uh, the, the 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 war. We have more wires. We lead the world in wires. I'm telling you. Uh, and when you open up those boxes, it takes me 45 you guys minutes. complain way too much
1: about. I don't see you up tables. All right, you don't have a lot of. See wire. you up
0: there. Yeah, by the way, because
1: I designed it and I figured it all uh, out. Bailed on. Oh, I left it.
0: There you go. Yeah, you left it. Yep. So we're trying to figure it I out. I can't
1: work uh, for. I can't work on a for good note, hardship. however, on a positive note. Hours a day, I'm glad that You have I'm to no- be a father.
0: So, are you going to stop whining now? Or are you going to be me- at
1: the bar at six o'clock on a Wednesday afternoon? It's kind of dinner time around here, so you know, give me a break. I'm slide me a little bit of slack here. Just saying.
0: Get some coffee or something. I don't know. I'm the- anyway, so, so I'm let's not call. Buddy. Let's call Zach and we'll see what he's got to say this morning. Cool. Um. Check uh, catch up with him about what's going on in the world of sports and the game. He'll have a few thoughts about Mike Slive, I'm certain. Um, you folks are checking in on the on the, on the and the Yale Nation Kingdom. Glad always glad to hear from you. And uh, tomorrow things go right. We may have Eric Meyer on the program. So shout out to your buddy Coville. he wants your hat, I'm I sure. Have, I have
1: uh, Zach's Skype. Am I going to am I skyping him?
0: Yeah, you are. Well, that's, that's the idea, right? Yeah, so.
1: that's that's generally the idea.
0: Okay, now you can go ahead and fire anytime. I'll do the commercial first. Uh, I want to tell folks about Center State Bank while you're doing that, if I may. Uh, Center State Bank, you hear me talk about it a lot because I'm over there a good bit, and not just for the banking purposes, which by the way is really why I'm doing this commercial, but because they're so involved in the community. I'm really looking forward to it if all the dates work out. I know we've got Megan um, um, Mullen. I'm Megan Mullen as our speaker at the Ocala Quarterback Club, also one of our sponsors, on the 22nd of August, and we're trying to get that second floor room over there at the um, what used to be called Gaby Bank, now Center State Bank, because it's a terrific venue um, in a really beautiful building, and we held it there last year. It was very successful, so they're very accommodating, and they don't charge, but just for the cleanup room. At least they didn't, uh, and I'm looking to talk to MJ about that, schedule that, so First so State Bank does many, many things in the community, and most of all, they are centered on community and customer service. Those are not just words; they really mean what they say. I talk about their core values all the time, and they're very adamant about these. They post them on their website, and they're not just about just about banking. Although certainly relationship banking is the key point, they want to give you world class service, long term horizon views. Of your loans or what have you. And they're locally market driven. In other words, they want to be what you do here affects them completely. They're around the state. They're not just in Ocala, which is where I bank on Silver Spring Boulevard. There are 82 locations in 30 Florida counties. So uh, check them out. Go to centerstate.com or go, uh, you can also call them in Ocala at 352-368-800. Center State Bank centered on community customer service. All right. Coming up in a moment. Hopefully, I think we got him on now. Zach Alpabert, is that you there, Zach.
4: What's going on, guys?
0: <laughs> Zach, congratulations on your on your weight control, buddy. Fabulous. You, you, what are you down to? In about one ninety.
4: One ninety nine. Hopefully, the last few days I haven't got back up in that two hundred range, but uh, nonetheless, it's, yeah, it's been a good weight.
1: What about I, buddy, what about Buddy Martin calling you out on your weight? How's that feel, Zach? Oh, you know, I'm congratulating him. Yeah. Oh, I'm envying him. Like, he's like, Yeah, I've been keeping up with your no, life. No, now's
4: No, now's a good time to mention weight. There's nothing uh, wrong talking cool. about weight now.
0: Now you're feeling good. I was posted about sure. it the What's That's your fighting
1: weight? Up. What's going to be your fighting weight, Doug? Where are you where going
4: to be at? I'm trying to get down to 182. That's my BMI. Okay. That's where I'm supposed to be BMI wise. So but hopefully. That
1: BMI I... is tough calculation, I got to say. My BMI is like, Really? I wasn't that. I wasn't that
4: Well when I was but when I was in high school I was one hundred eighty two. I was actually probably a little bit uh lighter than that, so I can get there. It's possible.
1: I believe. I believe. We'll keep now now that I know we're gonna keep a running tab, I'll put a graphic up and we'll we'll see how you've done each week, Zach. There we go. <laughs> Just don't get Nick Savage on me. That's all I'm asking. Oh my God! Yeah. Well, yeah. That that would be the last thing. You you you'd lose that. You'd be down to fighting weight in about forty-eight hours. <laughs> I, I don't
4: I don't think I'd be able to fight after after working
1: out with him. So what I was going to ask about that. You know, speaking of, uh, of workouts, did, everyone is in a voluntary workout phase right now. That's pretty much how it's going, on, right? But it's volu- yeah. voluntary. Like if you don't show up, I'm keeping track. Like, I know it's, you better be there, kind of voluntary, voluntary. Well, I mean, obviously this
4: past week, you know, guys working out, not everyone was here in Gainesville. So you got guys working out at all different types of facilities. They all have personal trainers back home. Um, so they can't keep track of everything, but definitely who's coming in the weight room the most. Uh, I would have to think if they're not tallying it, they at least notice who's putting in the work. and. There, there are definitely guys that put in more work than others. So, well, I mean, uh,
1: come on. In high school, they keep track of if you show up in the summer. So, I'm sure everyone's tra- keeping track around there if you're going to show up. At least, at least to know that you're working out somewhere. Especially, yeah, yeah. especially with the new regime, you want to you want to make some good brownie points. We're going into two days, so
4: absolutely, absolutely
0: buddy are you hey, there are you, you yeah i was just waiting for you to finish your conversation well, good. Sorry, uh, excuse me i, well, I, I want, catching up. No. You
1: wanted to get personal and then you know i just uh you know changed it up a little bit sorry buddy go ahead
0: okay um uh, zach i want to talk to you about a guy that uh uh, it had such an impact on not just the SEC but as well all of college football. I just read some of the stuff he'd accomplished. The numbers will blow you away if you haven't read the stories about him, the amount of money that the SEC teams are making, their tremendous success on the SEC network, which was his design. Um And, and Mike Slab uh, died yesterday at 77, did a fabulous job for the SEC. And the guy that's, I mean, you talk about a Hall of Famer times 10, he was it.
4: yeah absolutely buddy I mean he was uh, he, he really his impact on this conference on this sport um, and just in athletics in general the way that he showed to manage uh, a league to manage people to manage players um, that takes a special skill it takes a special person. Uh, I never had the opportunity to um, meet or engage with Mike but I know a lot of people that did and really considered him uh, not just somebody that they admired and respected but also a dear friend. Um, just by the way that he dealt with people, and I think that if you're in that position uh, and you do the things that he did, you have to have that quality about yourself, and that that was certainly the case with Mike.
0: Touched a lot of lives, I know, and I know I was at World of Beer yesterday when Brady looked up at the screen and said, "Oh my gosh!" Shocked Brady. Um, I saw several testimonies from people who uh, you know who, who said that he had such an impact on on their lives. Uh, yeah. he also talked it wasn't just always about football the SEC whatever that he would share I know um, Robert, um, a guy in the SEC office um, who actually uh, who actually worked with him said what an impact he had on his life um, David Bloom and said he really helped mold his life and there were moments when he had personal things he could share with him so by all accounts I didn't know Mike personally that well. Like I shared earlier, I ran across him a lot of the SEC meetings, particularly in the men's room. <laughs> Don't read anything into that. Just the fact we were on the same cycle. And quite often, we chatted there over the year about life. Uh, and he was just always pleasant. And uh, he was then sick, as I said to Brendan earlier, and undergoing uh, 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 prostate cancer treatment. Uh, and just as curious as he could be and working really hard to make this SEC network a success. And boy, did he ever.
4: Yeah, absolutely. And, and you see the success of it and, and, and what it's become and really the staple that it is now for the SEC. That was all Mike's brainchild. And, uh, you know, you think about what a commiss- commissioner should be and the type of impact that they should have on the league. Um, you know, he is the perfect example. And it's definitely a, a sad day for everyone that knows him. It's a sad day for the conference and just all of college football. So our thoughts and prayers are certainly with all of his family members and, and friends.
0: Let's switch subjects a second. We talk a little bit about what's happening this weekend. I've not heard of this Gator Griller thing or whatever they call it. Another way that uh, they've uh, that they've figured out a way to get people to for a free visit to the campus, not counting against their official visit, apparently. And from I'm reading, I think on your website, I believe it's where I hate to say it. I'm pretty sure it was about this thing Mullins putting on. That they're having a lot of offensive linemen in particular. Offensive linemen love to eat, by the way. Um, and so, what's going on with this thing with this uh, Gator Grill deal?
4: Well, if you remember, uh, buddy, in 2005, Urban Meyer's first year, uh, he he got in. They had, you know, there that, that first recruiting class that they signed, the class of 2005, in those first couple months, and then they got into that that 2006 class. And you know, remember, you know, you're still the year before, so it was the summer of 2005. And Meyer and his staff said, hey, let's think of something new that we can create to get some buzz going, to get recruits to come and check us out, to get to know us a little bit better. And they came up with Friday Night Lights. Well, we all know how big of an event that was. They had Tim Tebow there for the inaugural camp. I think the following year they had Joe Hayden, Cam Newton, John Brantley, and you know Ronald Powell a couple of years after that. And Friday Night Lights now is what it is, and it's been copied by a bunch of yeah. schools across the country, including yeah. Urban Meyer at Ohio State. Um, which I think he has the right to do that. But I think Mullen's thinking thinking back to that and channeling that in terms of what can we do, especially coming off a 4-7 and season, to get some excitement and find more ways to get recruits excited about the program. And this is different, though, than Friday Night Lights and junior days and all these extra camps and, and extracurricular stuff that they have created in the past because this one's not about football. It's centered around building relationships, getting to know these guys. And for a staff that's new and doesn't have a lot of that with some of these kids, this is a big-time event that could really be beneficial for them down the road.
0: Yeah. Speaking of recruiting, and, of course, I consider now the third recruiting season, as we talked about, to be the grad transfers. There seems to be so much activity. There's a lot of things about looks like the Joe Burrow case is closed. I read rather he's going to North Carolina for his final visit. So LSU, Cincinnati, and North Carolina. Now, my source in Columbus, which I cannot verify, he just told me this. He said, number one, uh, he thinks Cincinnati is going to be the winner. I said, what? And he said, no kidding. I think he's leaning towards Cincinnati. And they've got a pretty good quarterback, as I recall. Uh, anyway, so you've got that. And secondly, um, uh, we talked a little bit about Meyer allegedly standing in the way of Burrow going to Florida. I have a difficult time grasping that. Because number one, legally, he's not. A, I don't think he's beholden to to Ohio State, except he's still on quote unquote his the school roster. This is what Brady said. I don't get that. If you graduated and you're out and you're finished, nobody should be able to tell you or force you to go somewhere. Now I know there's a form, un, there's an informality part about it. They just you just sort of it's a courtesy call, or whatever. What do you know about uh, grad transfers and how they get from point A to point B? Yeah, it's a complicated
4: process, buddy. I'm not really sure how that works. I agree with what you said in terms of there should not be a coach that, you know, once a kid has graduated and he's free to go wherever, uh, should be doing anything to prevent him from going to a new program. I don't think that that's right. Uh, and I would not think that that happened between Irvin and, uh, and, and and Dan Mullen at all. And I, I don't think that we should read too much into the borough stuff. Obviously, when his news came out of his transfer and it was out there as maybe a possibility. It was a big story. But it's clear now that Florida maybe was never really a factor here, uh, or at least Dan Mullen, as he said initially, didn't have interest at the time, didn't have interest after he officially transferred. So I don't know how much it's worth reading into at this point because it's clear that Florida's not really one of his options. I think if you're a Gator fan, you should feel good about the fact that maybe Mullen didn't make a run at this guy because he feels comfortable with the current quarterbacks that he has.
0: I choose to believe that. That's why I said it before. I can't see him messing up his quote-unquote quarterback room. Certainly, yes. if he falls into your lap, you take a look and make a decision. But I think he would maybe he was 50-50 on that deal. If it, not, if it blew him over and he had a reason to think he wanted to come here, and was motivated and could substantially change his team. Yeah. As we looked under Burrow and watched some of his film and, and, and talked to people, his arm apparently is not as strong as we thought it was. Uh, this is what I'm hearing now. I, I don't know this. I don't know the factors, but I think it was a very wise decision by Mullen, if, in fact, he made it. Because you got to say at some point, Zach, how much is enough? The other guys' players are always better than yours. You've got a fairly good room there now with Emory Jones coming into and the development of the two quarterbacks he has. And I think he'll be able to find one. And I think the quarterback is not going to be half-forced to win the game. So yeah. this leads me to this question for you. I'll let you go get on to all the rest of your things today you got to do. Is that if you were assessing the strongest unit on the Florida Gators team, and by the way, Brady and I did this yesterday, and I mean by that, that positions, the strongest positions on the team, and the magazines will be rating these, as we know, in the next couple of months, if they still do magazines, I guess they do. And everybody rates them. So what would you say the strongest position unit is on the team? Well,
4: I think when you talk about strengths, you got to look, you know, the proof is in the pudding, and you got to look at the numbers and the production. And, you know, we can talk about potential and what guys did or what they are supposed to be, but it's about the numbers. And if you look at the numbers, uh, now, you can't obviously do that with offensive line and defensive, or defensive line. You can looking at sacks and what have you. But if we're going to talk about numbers and, and who's put up the best, who do the Gators have coming back that have the most depth, I think when you look at that running back position with Jordan Scarlett, LaMichael P. Ryan getting five, over 500 yards last year, uh, Darius Lemon showing the flashes that he did as a freshman along with Malik Davis, the two freshmen coming in, and then Jordan Scarlett, who was 889 yards in 2016, would have probably been a thousand yard back last year. Um, you, you know, you can point to the depth on the offensive line, the number of options that they have at receiver, maybe some of the talent in the secondary, but nobody's put up the numbers and has the amount of depth that, that Florida's running back position does. So I'd have to go with that spot.
0: That's exactly what I said. Of course, that was kind of a low hanging fruit. I know. And I even forgot about Malik Davis because of his injury. And I figured he's not going to be ready to go probably until the three or third or fourth game. But even without him, and and Lemons was injured but I guess he's okay now. You put those other guys in there. I mean, you just look. I think LaMichael Piran had one of the best games in the spring game. I Orange and Blue, I thought he looked going to the corner, he looked quick. I love the mm-hmm. way he cut it up. You know, and and of course, we know what Jordan Scarlett can do and he Come.
1: Buddy, why don't you repeat yeah. your last comment? I think you broke up there on us. Go ahead and t- say that again.
0: Uh, I don't think I have. Uh, I think I've lost.
1: Now you're here. We're here. Zach's here.
0: Uh, are you there? Yeah. Zach?
1: Yes. Yeah. I'm here. We're all here. You're just breaking up on us.
0: Oh, I'm breaking up. Okay. Yeah. Um Sorry about that. I said, "What's your assignment this weekend? What are you covering?" Uh, I'll be at a spring game
4: on Friday, uh, buddy. I'm not sure where yet; still deciding. But I'll go somewhere. I want to have a radio show because I got to get out there and check out somebody. Then Saturday, I'll be at the grill out, hanging out, and uh, hopefully I can get a free plate of food.
0: <laughs> well, I, I should mention you—you you have the tailgate show at four o'clock, at WRUF, right?
4: Yes, yeah, that'll be today. But like I said, we, I won't have one tomorrow because Jeff huh? will be in in Starkville, and I'll be—I'll be on the road.
0: Well, we always love having you on, buddy. Appreciate it. You have a good – keep up with that good weight gaining. and get, Maybe you can write me a little note about how to do that, okay? <laughs>
4: awesome. <laughs> Thanks for having me, guys. I'll see you Zach guys again.
0: Zach Albovardi, thank you from SEC country. Always good to have Zach on. So, Mr. Martin, uh, do you want to do your commercial breaks down, come back and see if we can get James Bates, or what do you want to do?
1: Um, yeah, I think we can do that. I'm a little concerned about your Skype connection there, sir, so um – we'll play with these breaks and hopefully you'll, you'll get a little bit better. You are breaking up on us. All right. Okay.
0: Let's
1: hear from Daniel Hightower. We'll be back in just a moment here on the buddy Martin show or Martin and Martin in the morning, whatever There you go. No one ever plans a car accident. Having a plan after you've been in one, however, can make a world of difference. Daniel L. Hightower has been fighting for accident victim justice in Ocala and statewide since 1976. After meeting with Dan and his team, you'll know your case matters, that you matter, and that Dan will fight hard to get you just results. If you've been severely injured through no fault of your own by a careless or reckless driver,
0: you need Daniel L. Hightower. Okay. Well, with us, it's a family owned business. Majority of the employees are family. You know, no drugs, no alcohol. We do a lot of big high contracts. Uh, we do a lot of government contracts. We do Sikorsky Aircraft and E1, we've done for many years. And we, we, we carry, you know, big general liability insurance policies. Knock on wood, since 1958, we've never had one claim. So there's not too many companies that can, uh, can stand by that. Safety is very important to AAA Tree Service. Uh, not only for our own employees but for our customers as well we, we you know we take pride in going to their, their places we treat it like it's our home and we, we leave it way as would be if it would be our home and we even go above and beyond we do more than just trees i mean we you know trim hedges we pressure wash we you know you, you name it we, we get into doing anything that a uh, customer needs call us at 873-3440 uh, or on the website uh com, or also on centurylink.com as well
1: All right, we're back, buddy. Okay. You're back, too. You see how he did that? I Skyped you back in the break.
0: Saw that. That's That's good. good. Let's
1: see if uh, there's any better uh, for the show.
0: Technology-wise, sometimes things go awry a little bit, as we know, but we're back and uh, glad to see the Gator Nation Kingdom is still with us this morning. Um, And uh, we will be hopefully hooking up here with James Bates. Bates is one of the most interesting uh, former players, uh, our people, for that matter, I know in sports. He's just fun to hang out with because he's got a great spirit, number one. And secondly, he's also uh, he's also very communicative. People don't know he was kind of a big deal as a broadcaster when he worked uh, for the uh, up and out in Colorado or Wyoming, actually, uh, and did the Mountain West play-by-play stuff. Yeah, him and uh, I did
1: a few games together, actually. Yeah, that's what I heard.
0: Yeah, that's cool. Um, I, and a,
1: I try him now
0: here. Good. All right. So I'm looking forward to having him on, and um and and studio. We'd hope to get up there and have a chance to see it, but we didn't, and now we're going to see if this works. If the modern technology, if things work uh, on Skype, we'll be able to get James to show him some, show some of the pictures of things. Some of his paintings are really classics. I know the the three heists, as he calls the picture, the heist men. I and of course the three statues, as we call them. Uh they were uh they they he painted them in uh caricatures of them in one picture and they're going for high dollars in some of these fundraisers I know. And Coach Spurry was telling us about it. he did one meeting with I don't know if I had the numbers right or not. I think I might be but I think I'm right when I said they were bid up to two grand with was the what's the fixed picture of the heist print, by the way. And uh and the other guy was bidding right with him and so they got to two grand. And the other guy dropped out at seventeen fifty. So Steve said, "Well, how about we just uh, give both of them um, uh, one at seventeen fifty, so they sold two and raised money for the um, for the cost, which is really good. Good way to do it." So uh, Coach Spurrier. And by the way, he, James, last I heard, was also doing a uh, doing a, a a class, University of Florida teaching a class. I know he and Spurrier um, collaborated a little bit there on one. So. If all goes well, we're trying to, we're endeavoring now to get a hold of James and chat with him. We talked a little bit about, uh, about Mike Slive. Uh, uh, a lot of people don't know quite what the do. And I understand that because they're kind of up there in their library tower, uh, so to speak, but not Mike Slive. Mike Slive was a working guy. Um, and, and there's a really good story I'm reading on SB Nation about uh, said Mike Slive, sh- how powerful and beloved conference commissioners can be. And that's the difference. He was the kind of guy that was not a stuff. Um, and he was beloved by many people. Um, and uh, there are all kinds of statements, RIPs, et cetera, from people. Uh, and what, I was, what impressed me with the remarkable numbers that you are undeniable when you looked at what he did, uh, the numbers that went up, uh, I read this earlier, uh, the SEC launched the uh, SEC network in 65 million homes. Which ESPN called the most successful cable launch in history, and only after one year, the SEC network had a market value of four point seven billion, according to the research done by SNL Kagan. Uh, and year before uh, slide was hired, the SEC distributed ninety five million in revenue to twelve member schools. Now the league's fourteen schools share four point five five billion. I believe we might have James Bates. Am I right, Brendan? we got the Batesy on? Uh, I'm not hearing him, Brendan. Am I supposed to be hearing him? Okay. okay. Trying to reach. I, I'm not hearing uh, James Bates. Uh, I'm not sure if he's on or not. So,
1: Yeah, I said we'll try to get him on again. I didn't. I thought I had him there for a second, but I don't hold on.
0: All right. James Bay, it's just often complicated when you're trying to reach a third party on Skype. And Brendan doing an excellent job over there. Anyway, as I was chatting about, uh, what a wonderful job, what a great testimony, and what a great legacy. All right,
1: we're calling him now, so, so let's see if he answers.
0: Right. Uh,
1: sometimes they answer and they might get confused. I would say so.
0: Yeah, kind of and
1: uh um, talking, and then they're like, what are these guys talking
0: about? Yeah, there you go. Like, we got like an old party line days.
1: The they're like, what? That's so weird. Like, is James Bates on right now? I don't even know.
0: Yeah, don't know either. Wow. Well, then-
1: do you have this other number? We might have to call him on the phone. Are you there, Basie? No. Not him.
0: All right. I'm going to call him on the phone and see if I can get him. All right. I got his pictures
1: already, so we can look at him you right here talking to him. Hey, let's see if I can do that. Oh, I hear something. Is that you, James? swimming, Oh. I hear him.
0: No.
1: it's that, is that something in your ear? I don't hear, I hear that. It's called Courts of Craziness, is what I hear.
0: I think it's Mike's Live.
1: Oh, playing in the background.
0: Yeah, I think that's oh, what that is. Here. So. Yeah, I thought it was Bates or Matt too, so apologize. Oh, yeah. Uh, let me call Batesy and see if we can get him on here and uh, get this thing straightened out. And see what's going on. Um, and uh, you can go ahead and throw some of those pictures up there, huh? Yeah, oh, we're here.
1: Martin?
0: Hey, James Bates. I can, we're trying I can, to, I can play Skype this piece you. for you. Hang on a second, Brendan. Uh, we're, I've got him on my phone, but we're not able to Skype you in, James.
2: Right. And is it something on my end, or...
0: Uh, uh, I don't know. We're we're Skyping. I got you on the phone right now. I though. We got
1: Skype address that he gave me, so I didn't wasn't sure.
0: Skype address that we gave you was this one where you're at base eight. So don't know if that's the right one or not, but it's different. But tell hey, you what, we can do. We have your pictures here, a and we can talk okay. less, like this, and you can catch us up as to what's going on. First of all, thanks for being on the show today. Appreciate that. Took a couple of uh, days to get that schedule worked out. How you feeling?
2: I'm better, I'm, uh, you know, it's, uh, I'm not even gonna knock on wood because I gotta stay better, man. It's, it sounds like you know, man, there's, you know, shoulder, ankle, you can kinda work your way around that, but when your back is out,
0: nobody
1: uh, no.
2: you know, and so it's a, it's it's been a little bit of a bummer because it's it's always been something that I've expected to happen about, oh, two or three times a year, but, started to happen a little bit more, so i gotta
0: got to take care of it. Well, James, uh, I mean, I know you must think about all those hard hits you put on those uh, SEC linebackers sometimes, and and, uh, and and consider it a blessing you didn't play in the NFL where you get really banged up. So, But aside from that, it's good to have you on. Uh, we love your work, obviously, here. We're big fans. Brendan has some video he's going to show here a little bit later on. Brendan, do you have any of the photographs we can put up there and take a look at you? to you show up? i going to show on the screen some of the photos, some of the work that you've done. Uh, Coach Spurrier told me the story about how you guys sold two Heisman, uh, and you had an auction, I guess, for, for a charity. And, uh-huh. uh, I think he said, I don't know the price, but maybe was it, was it, was it, was it 1800 or how much was it? A, yeah, two- it
2: was something like that. I, uh, um, <laughs> and, and buddy, so it was, it was, the- the three Heisman Trophy winners right, and, right. The, and, Heisman the, and I, the Heisman. I made it plural. And, mm-hmm. um, and so, and they wanted the people who, who want it, they wanted him to sign it. And so he was giving me a hard time. He's like, shoot, I would, but I don't know which one's me. Basically, I can't even tell which one's me. <laughs> <laughs> like, oh man. He never, he never stopped.
0: Oh my gosh. Well, that's uh that really, uh, uh he said that two guys wanted it. Uh, and, um, Turns out that, uh, uh, that, that two guys, uh, uh, paid what, whatever it was. His bidding was at like, I want to say 1700, 1800. And then, uh, you know, and then one guy went to two and the other guy dropped out and Steve said, how about we give them both one for 1800 or whatever it was. And, and, and so you went up selling two, which was great.
2: Well, it's, uh, it was it was for a good cause. It was for the uh, FCA of, of North Central Florida, and Coach and I have actually teamed up with that the last two years. So they asked uh, me to host it, and then he's the he's the keynote speaker. Mm-hmm. And uh, <laughs> as you can imagine, and you know what, two years ago, it was really you know you go around and you do the you know the drill that mm-hmm. all the all the gator clubs and mm-hmm. you, you hang out, you tell stories. And of course I always, whether I want to or not, I always have to tell all my head ball coach stories of or course. One of my favorites anyway. And so I had never, I had never spoken anywhere like that where he was there as well. And so I was like, man, I, you know, I gotta, I'm gonna have to pick and choose. I gotta, gotta be nice and make sure that, you know, cause even when, uh, when we had a meeting last summer in Daytona, everybody out there they would, they would all get up and kill because everybody's got one, especially those that played for him. And everybody would get up there and say something, and then he would get up on the microphone and say, No, nope, no, nope, that's
0: not how it went. That's not how it went. I did, I never said that. <laughs> He's, amazing. And then, and then Danny, He's amazing. And then Danny
2: got on there because the one thing that he didn't want is is everybody kept saying his, his line of, Well, it's not their fault. It's our fault for putting them in there. Yeah. And, uh, And he said, no, no, I never said that. I don't know who who started that, but somebody said I said that, and I never said that. And then Danny got up there and said, no, I can stand up here and honestly say that, Coach, you said that many times.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Oh, Well, you can imagine what it's like writing this book Uh, with two years of uh, going over notes, and I went through a lot of that. At one point in time, I had to go get the tape and play it for me. He didn't believe he said it. <laughs> oh, well,
2: well, the thing is, though, and, and you'll, you'll know exactly what I'm talking about, You, they're all so perfect, and they're all so funny, and mm. you tell them so many times that you have to check yourself, and it, like, I'll be around like Doug Johnson, and we'll start storytelling, and I'll have to like verify I'll say... This really did go
0: down
2: like this,
0: because I've been telling it for a while now. And they're like, oh, yeah, oh, yeah. It's, it's all too good to be true almost. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, well, I mean, and and here's the other thing about it I want to say, and I talk, had him on earlier this week. We talked about these uh, amazing, and you're, you've had kids come to the swimming programs and stuff, the amazing SEC championships. They won four of them, as you pointed out, in 30 hours. Uh, and, uh, of course, getting into the winning culture, he likes to talk about that immediately he talked about, well, I think we're the only ones that won four straight SECs except Alabama. He had that nailed down. He was right. Alabama won five under Brian in a row. Not even Saban's got got four, and he's right. Saban doesn't have four in a row. So that got led to the 93 team. As you probably know, uh, the, the 93 team will be honored this year in Kentucky game. This is the start of an SEC champion four straight years. So he's got four straight years of games to celebrate those seasons, and he does love to celebrate, doesn't he?
2: Oh, he does, and, and you know what? Good for him. It's 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 good to see. That's why I think a lot of people that have been around him these past couple years, it's really been nice because he just, you know, it's, it's not that he, he really cared what people thought or you know worried about what came out of his mouth too much when when he was coaching but it's just like you know now he can really truly enjoy and he could and it's just been so much fun having him in there as as the ambassador and, and what's the word is he will he remain in that role when he goes and coaches or have you heard anything there Has he talked
1: about that
0: uh, let me see. Brendan's waving to me about a Spurrier video he wants to play. Brendan, hey, I well, can't...
1: Uh, it's a video from uh, Werfel and Spurrier talking stories. It's from uh, it's his website. You got to tell James; he won't hear me say
0: You won't hear this, James. Let me just, just play this. Let's listen for a second. All right. Okay. Yeah, by
2: I don't know if you remember this one, Danny, but I, I was just reminded as I was sitting here one of my favorites. Hey. good man. You're getting ready to go to New York and get the Heisman. I don't think you would want it yet. We're winning a lot of games. So more and more of these autograph seekers are, are coming out to get you and, and your teammates to, to sign helmets and, and posters and whatnot. And, and I remember it got pretty heavy. And before practice one day, coach calls us all up. You guys, you guys coming out here to practice, and, and those guys asking you to sign their helmets and those autographs, you don't have to sign those autographs. You guys, you guys, you don't have to sign those. They shoot. Danny, Danny, getting you to sign those helmets. You don't have to sign those helmets. Just say, "Go Gators, Go Gators." Have a good day and keep walking. Come on to practice. He goes. You know what they do, guys, when when they get your autograph, Danny? You know what they do when they get your autograph? No, sir. He goes they sell it. They, they sell it. They take it to the mall and they sell it. And then he paused for a second. He goes, "You, you know what they do with the money they get when they." When they sell it? They buy drugs. They buy drugs. They buy drugs. And we're all like, huh? And then he stops. He goes, oh, shoot. Maybe they don't, but they could. You don't don't want to support that (laughs) Dan. They buy drugs. They buy drugs.
0: (laughs) Okay. You're talking about selling autographs. And uh, what what they do tell them, Danny, you know what they do with the autographs? they sell those they so buy drugs. you couldn't we hear buy that drugs. yeah <laughs> well, put that put the context on that you couldn't hear it. we heard it, our listeners heard it. what was that what was happening there?
2: Oh, it was just uh it was towards the end of that that ninety six season, and uh well, I guess we were probably getting ready for the bowl game back in Gainesville and Danny Danny had already gone and, and gotten the Heisman or was getting ready to but towards the end of the year and more and more people were hanging out as we'd make the trip room over to the practice field and getting autographs, footballs and whatnot, helmets. And he called us all around before practice. And he you know, he rarely did he ever call us call us up and, and speak to us before practice. I can only I can only think of maybe one other time Before practice, and that was he had Paige Beck talk to the
0: team. Paige Beck. Paige Beck was out of
2: practice. Paige Beck was out of practice, and he goes, "Paige Beck's here. Paige, come talk to the team." And (laughs) and the poor girl, she—I don't know that. Obviously, she hadn't planned it. She's all right now. We're really proud of you guys. But so on this time, he said. uh he goes, you guys, all all these people out there asking for your autograph, uh, uh, Danny. You don't have to sign that autograph. Just, just say, "Go Gators, go Gators, and come on out to practice." You don't have to if you don't want to. It's like you know, you know what they do, Danny, when they when they get your autograph, they uh, they take it to the mall and they sell it. And you know, I mean, everyone's like, where is this going? Where is this going? And then you guys heard it. I, I won't yeah. repeat it again, but like, he's right. like, they buy drugs. Yeah. Oh hell, maybe they don't, but they could. And I mean, oh, and see, and that's, that's a perfect example of, oh, of a story. It's like, you know, it's, it, I, there's a lot of stuff from my college years that I yeah. don't remember. Yeah. The important stuff is,
1: you know,
0: I, know. I, don't, it's funny. I don't remember, yeah. but,
2: but fortunately there's, there's something the way I'm yeah. hired where almost every time you would he would say something. I would, I would remember it. And uh, oh gosh, you know, I'm just glad that I appreciated it you yeah, know, I know at you that mean. age. Because uh, there's a lot of stuff at that age that, yeah. that kids don't appreciate.
0: Yeah. He told me one time when you were playing, you might've been the most popular gator up there, and uh, that includes Danny. So uh, the point is that uh, that 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 you know, we all love Steve. Don't get me wrong, but he's such an easy target. He puts himself out there that you kind of got it. Everybody, he hates it when you imitate him. He hates it. He oh so says, it says you know. and Judd don't do it very good. Don't do it very, you know. Uh, anyway, you remember when we worked together briefly, we had a guy who called not necessarily the head ball coach. He oh, yeah. nailed it. He absolutely nailed it with an unbelievable job. But anyway, Coach Spur, I want to mention this so serious though. Don't to get to you because I want to talk ask you some things about what what's going no, on. No, that's you. fine. We can talk about that ball coach Well, all I the time. want to talk about your tin can <laughs> and your paintings and all what have you. And I'm disappointed we didn't get the full tour. We have to come up there and get the full tour when everything's that's working enough. properly. Um and one thing I've, I've I've mentioned to him the other day, I said, and I think you'll agree, people talk about Spurrier throwing the ball around the yard and having fun. It, it makes it sound like you just a bunch of Cavalier guys go out there, pick up a ball and start throwing it. But the amazing amount of work put in by the footwork on the quarterbacks, the receivers running the exact right route, having landmarks exactly right. And I know a couple coaches told me Spurrier, they learned landmarks from Spurrier. Because that was his big thing with the receivers. precision For a guy who who makes it sound like it's just a bunch of backyard guys brawlers, there's a lot of precision involved in what he did on the offense. And I think sometimes we we forget about that. Would you agree with that? Oh,
2: absolutely. And I think I think where it stands out the most is the way Danny used to throw that fade route. Mm. You know, it just—it was almost unfair. You know, it's like mm. how are you supposed to cover this when it's thrown? so perfectly and the route I mean it's just it's dropped right in there you know you, you watch still you, you watch pick a pick a game you know pick a, a weekend college football or, or professional football maybe a little bit more so in the pros you you see a ball that's thrown and you're like I mean what's what's that defensive back supposed to do there's just there's just no way there there's no way to defend that and that's what it really became it was so automatic yeah and You know, it's funny because I've never really thought of it like that, like being the the taskmaster and just like, you know, just all the little tiny details of it because being over on the defensive side, we never really saw much of that from Coach Spurrier. You know, we would – there are certain things that you don't see, but what you do see, it's equally as impressive, but it's also pretty much the exact opposite, and that is a, a guy who never scripted practice. You know, and, and, so when we'd get together, he'd, he'd just yell over at the scout team defense, show me cover two over there. And, and, you know, whereas most, that's where so many of the hours for a lot of these coaches and their staffs, you know, quality control, the GAs, just the hours and hours and hours going into scripting practice. Yeah. You've got to, you know, draw up a defense for the scout team. Right. You've got to, you know, where everybody goes and all, and, and they wouldn't really even do that. And mm-hmm. so that when you, when you say that to people kind of in that coaching business, you know, I, I feel like I understand what it means. But, like, you say that to my dad, who's a new coach forever, and it just right. it blows him away, blows yeah. him away.
0: Yeah.
2: <laughs> he never scripted
0: yeah. practice. For people don't know he's a, a former NFL head coach, uh, defensive coordinator. How many years in the NFL? Like 16,
2: I think. Yeah. And I think, yeah. like, about 12 or 13 he was a defensive coordinator. Yeah.
0: Yeah, so, well-known uh, coach and uh, son of a coach. Uh, let me ask you a little bit. I want to get your th- final thoughts. I want to get your um, Dan Mullen thoughts, but, but, but let me ask you about your your artist. You, you got this new Airstream, which you. I called you a couple of times. You were busy refurbishing. You couldn't talk, and now I see you're out on the roadside, and I couldn't help but think of Dan Jenkins when I saw you on the roadside. Said why he hates Arkansas so bad. He said, them SOBs sell jams and jellies on the side of the road. <laughs> <laughs> I saw you out there, uh, uh, with your, with your hillbilly hat on. And I wish we had a visual of it and I got to get one of those hillbilly hats. Now, how do I get one? Yeah. Well,
2: the, the Ben Hillbilly.
0: It's a uh, Ben Hillbilly. Not- yeah. Uh, then he'll be, yeah. I can get you
2: one. When you come up and, and you put right. your money where your mouth is, you come up and take a tour of my well, I studio. I will.
0: I will. I'll then, come up there. Then yeah. I'll give you one. You well, know. I want to buy one, and we may have people online who want to buy it. We'll get some information about that, how to do that. So we'll put it on a merchandise list with our merchandise director, which by the way we don't have. <laughs> but uh, we'll put it online. Let's talk about your art, James. And you, you told me one time that you don't like leaving the studio. And I get that as a writer, you'd like to be in a place where you can create, you find yourself doing a lot of things there. Uh, you're like a, the madman Picasso or something there, you know, what, what's going on there with all your artwork and talk about your inspiration for, for doing these paintings.
2: All right. Well, thank you. First of all, um, I, wow. <laughs> I don't, I'm not really sure where to start. I, mm-hmm. I, you know, I, I guess where, where it all started. Um, uh, the quote Julie Andrews, very good place to start when you read. You begin with A, B, C. Okay, and so mm-hmm. Eric Kresser majored in art, and he was my roommate, uh, Waffle's backup. For those who don't remember Cresser, and uh, and I always
0: drew, and I I probably
2: should have taken art classes in college because I did a lot of my own art. I just sit in class and doodle and draw when I should have been paying attention. Again, and. I, you know, if somebody would get in trouble, uh, you know, with, I don't know, the campus police or something, I would always do a big sketch on the, on the whiteboard, uh, the dry erase board in the locker room and, uh, and, and get on a little bit. You know, it's what you're supposed to do with your buddies, right? And so, um, after graduation, there was a, I had a picture of a place where Tina and I got engaged up in, uh, on the river in Tennessee. Up up, uh, just around Gatlinburg and I wanted Cresser. I asked him if he would paint a, uh, do a painting of it and he said he would and Christmas was getting closer and closer and and uh, finally he's like dude I'm busy man he goes uh why don't I teach you how to build a canvas and you can just come over to my house and use my paints and paint and so I just I, I just fell in love with it then and I knew it wouldn't be my last painting and uh, around the same time I was working on a film down in Miami and I went into a few galleries down there and just these big, beautiful art pieces and I just, I just wanted them. I, I just, I just wanted art like that in my house, but you know, I just couldn't afford them. And so I'm like, well I gotta, I gotta figure out a way how to create, you know, how to, just kinda, I gotta paint. I, I, I need, I need, you know, th- these big pieces of art in my house. And so I started painting and painting. And it is probably, I probably had about Oh, ten, ten paintings or so, in then before I, somebody suggested that I should show them, and I had a, a little show at Dragonfly, uh, in downtown Gainesville, and a couple people uh, actually bought my paintings, and that was pretty cool. But, um, you know, it's it's still kind of, it's it's tough because, you know, I, I always c- collected folk art, and I and I I really love folk art, and I love text, and I love stories in these pieces. And I love to, you know, like we've sit, we've been on the, the call here and, and telling all the head ball coach stories. It, I, I love to story tell. And mm-hmm. so I'm like, well, you know, maybe I'll, I'll start incorporating some of these stories and some of my favorite things, the lighter side, if you will, not just about coach Spurrier, but you know, I've got some saving pieces and Jim Harbaugh in his footy pajamas because of his sleepover at the recruits house and Nick Saban with his little Debbies and, and on and on and on. Mm-hmm. And so, um, just just all these goofy ideas that, that have always been floating around in my head. It's just
0: well, – And it's a I've great got story. I've somewhere, got somewhere to put them. Yeah, I, to put I them love down, that. You know? I love that story. And you've had so many. You've had so many different careers. People don't know that you would do a play-by-play, and I would never have figured you'd do play-by-play. I figured you'd be, a, you'd be an analyst, if anything, for the Mountain West for how many years? Yeah,
2: yeah. For for five years five out there years. for the Mountain West Conference. Travel back then, and
0: forth and –
2: Oh, gosh, yeah. And, uh, let's see. And then for, like, Conference USA and the, um, CBS Sports Network. Um, and, you know, and truthfully, though, the the whole storytelling, the whole human interest side of, of football is kind of what drove me to that other Mm -hmm. chair, the, the play by play chair from the analyst chair. Because as I would prepare for all these games as an analyst, I would, I'd have all these, these, awesome stories that i wanted to tell couldn't get them in and y- you couldn't because you're not really steering the <laughs> ship so much right. when you're in the analyst chair yeah. and yeah. so i uh i got a little break in doing some high school football games and you know and it, it gives you a chance hey you know to talk to the truck hey when we come back from mm-hmm. break give me a shot of this guy's parents i want to tell this story right. and you know, you, you got to pick and choose when you can get something like that in as exactly, an analyst, right. because it's just how and why and dissecting the X's right. and O's a little
0: bit. More Speaking different. of getting it in, uh, we're getting close to the end the producers looking at me like, what are you doing here? I don't know if Brendan has anything else he wants to put up there, Brendan. Do you want to try to play? You're good. Okay. We had the videos and stuff. We couldn't make the Skype connection. We'll do a redo on this. And I'll get up there and get some video of your studio. I'll bring a brown bag lunch and love to have some time with you, James. Uh, and by the way, where is the program at Florida? How how do you feel about the future now that Dan Mullen is there? And what's your feeling about this team?
2: Well, there's – and I'm sure that this is – everybody you talk to that's come out of there, they talk about the energy, but I'm going to do the same. I just – you know, being around them, uh, spring ball, there's just a there's just a pep in everybody's step. And, and, it, and it starts with the head man. He's – He's fired up to be here. He's got such great energy, and you can't help but feel that. You can't help but want to perform as a player, and you can't help but want to support it as a former player and as a fan. And I'm as, as, as excited as can be. It's, uh, you know, I mean, even if – just go out there and – even if we don't go to Atlanta this first year, even – you know, I mean, it takes a couple years, whatever. Just, just go out there and, and play – playing like your hair's on fire every single snap you know so many of these these kids and i'm not just saying our kids just you know uh they it, it just feel like you know it's you're kind of uh you get in that bubble you get in that bubble i think that the whole bubble of what used to be you're at college you go to class you go watch film you go to practice you go to sleep you do it again and then you go play that you know you get in this bubble and you kind of Oh, you take it for granted and that's what you're supposed to do. It feels like it starts maybe even a little bit earlier now because everybody is, is big time before they're big time. And, you you know, and, but it's, it's nice to kind of just step back and see some rawness and some just true emotion, you know, just kind of oozes off
0: the the head
2: coach. And I think it's, I think it's contagious. And I think that's where it all starts. I mean, if you don't absolutely love what you're doing. I agree I mean, with yeah, you. everybody wants yeah. to go play
0: in the NFL yeah. and that's that's a great This goal is to what have. it's about though right here in college, right. I think. And can I get right. you someday to go come out to see us at the World of Beer one afternoon with Brady and I and be on with us. We'd love to have you come out there sometimes and sit with us, even though you don't like to live you don't like to leave the studio. I'd love to have you out there sometime and Oh, uh, I hate beer. No uh, way! <laughs> <laughs> yeah, heck yeah! That the, would, uh, the world of would beer and uh, tiger. Tell, tell me when. In oh, tiger! Uh, yeah, we're six o'clock on Wednesday. Which Wednesdays. one? The one in Tioga? Yeah, yeah, one Tioga. We're there every Wednesday, six o'clock. Brady and I telling stories. So we'd love oh, to have man. you out there, man. It'd be I'm great. Man. great. I'm gonna I'm line you up. Any, get any you... chance, any chance I get
2: to hang with Act Two? i There not you go. Uh, That'd be double Ooh.
0: fun. I'll come to the studio and see the and see the uh, see the studio, and then we're going over the world of beer. How's that sound?
2: It's that happy time
0: again for <laughs> Buddy Martin. <laughs> One of the two guys who actually heard that, that song live. Hey, Batesy, Buddy, thank you. Really good. I love that Cresser story. He's now famous for two things, the fake injury to Werfel and the SEC championship game, the yeah. passing through, and now he taught Bates how to draw and paint. Awesome. Yeah. <laughs> Won a national title
2: with Randy Moss up there,
0: too, at Marshall. Yeah, about that. yeah, yeah. that's, that's yeah. exactly right. All right, my well, friend, thanks. all the best to you. Yeah. And thanks for being on the show. I'll call you soon. Heck, yeah. Thanks for having me on. All right, Brendan, my man. See <laughs>
1: you. Bye, guys. All right.
0: See you. Oh, Bates. He's the best.
1: Yeah, it's good, dude. We've got to figure that uh, out. We got to get that worked out with this guy. Got to, I think we need to do a preliminary call beforehand, and I need to speak yeah. with them and let them know. Yeah. Uh, we'll figure it out. I, I couldn't talk to Batesy. I have that great video. I may will play it at
0: the end. Oh, well, if you want to, go ahead and put it on. But I'm going to just say right now, thanks to our sponsors. Also, I want to point out that we do have that World of Beer. It would be great to get Batesy out there. He would rule the house out there. That would be fun. World of Beer, of course, is a favorite place of Minigator fans, especially the kingdom. Yesterday, we had Nat Blaylock, his son. Uh, Jacob was out there. Tracy and Chris uh, DeCubilis were there. Brought me some veggies, Brendan. You ought to see them. Unbelievable. From CD Farms. Uh, and, of course, you can... You can go there any night. They have something going on. But we're there on Wednesdays. Brady I come myself do the Brady and Buddy show. We invite you to come out there to World of Beer in Gainesville, Tioga. Uh, good times, good people, uh, good beer, and, and good food. Uh, they have a lot of special events. And uh, we ate there last night, and uh, the food is very reasonable and good. Of course, the beer ain't bad either. So check it out. World of Beer Tioga voted Gainesville's best bar and pub two straight years. The World of Beer. It's not just about the beer, but... It could be. It should be. I'm going to get All this. right, Brendan, what you got? Nothing. Ever. Before we, can, we can say goodbye,
1: I'll have this video. If people want to watch it, they can watch
0: all it. All right. Let's go ahead and okay. put it on there, and I'll say goodbye now. All right. Thanks, Brendan. Good job for putting it all together there. Thanks to Batesy, and thanks to Zach Abelverde. We'll talk to you tomorrow. Tomorrow morning, Urban Meyer schedule. We'll find out for sure tonight uh, for our 11 o'clock show. So check it out. They're right here on Martin and Martin in the Morning. Thanks for watching, folks.
1: Alright guys, we'll talk to you later, let's see, and make this work. Alright.
2: guess it's been quite some time since 1992. Came down here on my visit, and uh, right back there in that door, <laughs> we were getting ready to come out, and another East Tennessee guy, Coach Spurrier, and he, and he looked at us and he said yeah well Clemson LSU that you know how they got that Death Valley they call their stadium Death Valley I think I think we got to have a nickname for this place uh thinking of calling it the Swamp My dream was always to play big time college football Being around the ball, having passion, you know, loving the game. A guy that was very well coached, high football IQ coming from a a father that was as accomplished as a coach as as Coach Bates was.
3: I'm talking a a fierce guy. You take the flip side of it, you know, you got a jokester. You know, it's it's very few people out there that can, you know, be a James Bates.
2: Hey, there you guys are. This is going to be like the fifth best night of my life ever. What's up, Christina? Hey, Kyle, how you doing? Is there an echo? Is there an echo you from guys us? sound us? How about now? How about now?
3: To me, you've got to be different, and the way you're different is by what you show each Saturday. And with James, we're going to be different.
2: Can I put my hair up in like a cowlick up there and say, hey, Mr. Wilson? It's Florida, Georgia, and I would like to have that James Bates highlighted a little bit, just kind of dance. Can we do that?
3: Ah, Mr. Bates, coming up on this week's edition of Secret Gridiron Live. Check your local listings. Presented by the good folks at McAllister's Deli. Oh yeah, we go, James Bates. That would be you. Yes, we'll star that. Yeah, you got to keep an open mind, but at the same time, he's always going to be entertaining. By the way, they got 45 minutes on the clock, so it ain't ending anytime soon. You're sitting there trying to tape something, and you're thinking, okay, we can tape this and move on, and we'll be done with this particular piece. And then all of a sudden, he has a light go off. All right, here we go. Hey, Hey, don't turn up Bates' mic level until he catches it and holds it, okay? Everybody cool on that? All right, here we go. I'm ready. And when the light goes off, you just got to be prepared. And our final from the Carrier Dome, NC State 24 and Syracuse 17. With James Bates, West Durham. Great to have you with us. The Wolfpack picks up their first ACC win. Dave Doran picks up his first conference win as the Wolfpack head coach.
2: (laughs) You never know what's next. I do realize that that calling football games is, is a dream job. All right, here we are. Three, two.
4: You said you were soft and you put a coat on.
3: Batesy, I got to tell you something. I really debated it, but man, I had a I had a bone chill going down deep. I had a feeling you would think that too. You know, I'm with you. I, maybe I am getting soft. I don't know.
2: I, I got you back. Thanks.
3: All right, thanks, guys. guys. Appreciate it, Jim, Thank you very much, Batesy. I got to tell you, you call the man out. You call the man out,
2: and you know what? He comes right back at you. Because he? he's a dude. Because he's a dude like he's always said, but you know what, coach? You can borrow my hat next time. He can yeah. borrow this yeah. hat. Yeah, yeah.
3: He's very instinctive. And he's instinctive in not only doing games, he was instinctive as a player. He's instinctive as a guy with a creative drive to do things, whether it's the painting, whether it's documentaries, whether it's working out, um, his family.
2: Hello. Family and friends, for it is I, Jake Presley Bates, or as the teammates have started to call me, Kung Fu at the plate. <laughs> that is a funny one. I believe that the children are the future, you know, and if you if you teach them well and, and let them lead the way, you know, you show them all the the beauty, if you will, they possess inside and give them a sense of pride to make it easier. let the children's laughter remind us how we used to be. I decided long ago never to walk in, in anyone's shadow. If I fail, if I succeed, at least I'll live as I believe. No matter what they take from me, they can't take away my dignity because the greatest Love of all. <laughs> At what point, Dave, did you realize I was singing Whitney Houston? I actually would thinking about it would enjoy more having a dad like my dad than having like a normal dad because he's like really fun to be around. Look, here we
3: go. Ready? No! 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 That's one. A smile, look at
2: it. <laughs> yeah, everybody knows Bates is crazy, you know, but it's it's just just shy of being crazy crossing that line into really having to worry about him. Can you spare some um, dip? Would not you be so kind? Go it! <laughs> <laughs> They're gonna hate us in Knoxville. we will never come get coffee or ice cream or fake coffees at Simplified. <laughs> come on, just let me grab you for a seat. They want to see you. This is the first rooster we've had that we haven't named after a Will Ferrell character. We've had a Ron Burgundy and a Chaz Michael Michaels, but this is El Guapo. El Guapo is my favorite bird, and this is my barn studio where I do some painting, come on. Well, I can uh, come back here and get kind of messy and not get in trouble, as you can see this wouldn't be good on the kitchen table or the garage floor, so uh, it's kind of nice to have a little barn where you can hang out with the birds and do a little bit of painting. Whole lot of brushes, whole lot of paint and a whole lot of sloppiness. It's actually pretty clean right now, just for you guys. Give him a nice big Take your, comb, man. comb, man, on TV for the first time. When I met James and saw his work, I, I, was, I was really dazzled by it. The humor is
3: absolutely priceless. It's very spot on, and uh, it helps
2: people access the artwork also, because they can see his message he tells a lot about the people, not only with the way they look, but with the things that he says about them. That paints more of a depth in the picture. You get the respect of, of people like Phyllis Delaney at the Horn. Um, that hey, um, we'd like one of your pieces in the President's house. You know, <laughs> that's uh. You know, from from uh, an artist perspective, that's that's pretty cool. Guys, settle down. We're we're doing an interview in here, El Guapo. And so, hey. top of loving Gainesville, and we've raised our kids here, we love it here, you know this swamp ended up being so much more than just a place to go play big time college football. My wife, Tina, uh, she was a swimmer from Illinois, and so we met in the dining hall. So many just just great memories of really growing up together, the two of us, and, and growing up with all my friends here in Gainesville, right here in in the swamp. If she's here one day, throwing out a bunch of dust, don't tell anyone because she'll probably get in trouble. That's just me. She's, that's all I wanted. That and some, some bagpipes like in Tommy Boy, playing Amazing Grace, that'd be pretty good. Pretty good. <laughs> I'm not kidding. <laughs> Honestly, like I really, really, really love my dad. Like a lot of people say, how they like couldn't ask for like, oh, you're the best dad in the world. But like I truly mean that I really love him. I love my dad a lot. He's like my best friend. We have such a great family. It's just it's great. It's a great environment for the kids. And we definitely know that he loves us and that he cares about us.
3: When you say football out I here and Mike Peterson, I want to say he loved the game. Outside of the games, love his family, love his community. You know, so I, I, I credit a lot of that, you know, to James Bates.
4: Yeah, he's a, he's a guy that
2: uh, really cares a lot about people around him. And um, no coincidence that he was one of the captains on that '96 national championship team between Warful and, and Lawrence Wright and James Bates. Those are guys that. Um, not only were great football players, but had big hearts, and, and Bates, you know, maybe the most amongst all those guys.
1: Since I've known James in the, um, I'm, I guess you're looking at almost 24 years, you know, that's just something he's, he loves to make people around him happy, or people around him laugh. Man, James Bates has more energy and passion for the things that he gets involved with than most people I know. Look, look, see? Who, we me? just, we who just, just talked about, <laughs> you know, about the time you
3: think you got it figured out, then you hear about the folk art and then you hear about the documentaries and then you hear about my wife who was the four or five time All-America swimmer or my kids who are very successful in school and very talented athletes or my dad who coached in the NFL at all levels of college and you start thinking, what's next?